Hello dear friends, it's Jeff here again. Welcome to this podcast. I want to talk to you on the subject of how to win your battles. The Christian walk involves lots of battles. Some battles we win and some we lose, unfortunately. Uh, some we come away from quite unscathed and we've learned a lot. And some leave us really wounded, both physically and spiritually, and eternally, internally bleeding. You may be facing a battle now. Uh, it could be for a loved one, somebody in a crisis. You may be seeking to lead him or her to know Jesus. Uh, it could be there's someone uh, that you're connected with, either in your work or in your street, perhaps, uh, that you're having some sort of difficulty with. Are you winning the battle? Or are you failing dismally? Uh, The thing is, are you employing the right weapons or approaches? Now, throughout the Bible, there are many instructions on how to fight and win our battles. And they all focus on prayer. Prayer is the key. I could have called this uh, message uh, with another title, uh, and prayer would be in it. Uh, And yet, this is prayer winning our battles. We simply have to learn how to pray when we're in any kind of strife, difficulty, we're suffering, or even heartache. Our text for now is an example of winning the battle. It's all about the winning strategy in prayer. And our text is from the book of Exodus, chapter 17, and from verses 8 through 16. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an an altar and called it The Lord is My Banner. He said, Because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. And may the dear Lord bless the reading of his word. So how to win your battles from Exodus 17, 8 through 16. First of all, the will of God must be clear. This is from verses 8 to 9. And of course, along with that, whoever is praying, whoever is facing this battle, must absolutely want the will of God to be done. In fact, before we even begin the prayer, Uh, We begin in prayer, I should say, should remember how the Lord's Prayer starts off. 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. At the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, we are saying, Lord, whatever the case, I put aside all my ambitions, all my desires, all my wants. I just want your will to be done. And this case was quite clear. Uh, the Amalekites were sworn enemies of Israel. And God had already said they must be destroyed. There's no question about it. He even says it at the end of this section. So before we begin our battle, before we begin our uh, struggle to win the battle, the will of God must be clear. And our decision is that I want the will of God with all my heart. It says here, the Amalekites came, these sworn enemies, and attacked the Israelites at a place called Rephidim. You remember the Israelites are, are wandering through the desert. They've left, um, or rather they've left uh, Egypt. And of course, they're coming to the place uh, around Mount Sinai where they're going to get the, um, the Ten Commandments given to them. And Moses sends out Joshua with the army. And he says, I'm going to wait at the top of the hill. I'll take the staff of God. That same staff he used in all those wonderful signs and miracles uh, in Egypt. That was the power that God used this staff that Moses had, had. And that's what was going to happen. This is the scene that's been set. First of all, we see that they're enemies of Israel. And you and I, we all have eternal enemies. And they seek to destroy us. And they seek to prevent God's work being done through us. And these enemies could be people of another belief system, uh, especially the Middleton atheists. Uh, these are the modern-day Amalekites. Uh, they could even be members of our own family or perhaps someone we work with or our bosses. Uh, and But we are to fight these battles as God directs us. So, so Joshua goes off to fight the battle, the, the actual physical battle with spears and swords and bows and arrows and so on, chariots and whatever else was involved. But Moses was the key. He was going to be the spiritual uh, warfare uh, general in this struggle. Now, sometimes, uh, as in this case, uh, the enemy uh, will be very blatant and some attacks by the devil are very blatant. As, as just like this, sometimes they are much more subtle and there are lies, deception, uh, gossip might be involved, uh, and we sometimes don't even know where their text coming from. It's always important that we recognize there's an earthly component and there's a heavenly component. Joshua was in the valley and Moses on the hilltop. When we fight our battles, we are very foolish if we think we can win them in the valley. The battles are always won on the hilltop. How do you fight your battles? It says here that Moses said, choose some of our men to go out and fight. God always calls mature fighters into the battle. But the war will never be won, as I've said, from above. Moses promises. He promises. He's the mature uh, fighter here. I'll stand over on top of the hill and basically I'll pray for you. Dear ones, the key to all earthly victories is in the spiritual force employed. And you and I need to bear this in mind always. There's an example in the Bible of the spiritual fight in lots of places, but one of them is in the book of Daniel right towards the end, and Daniel's praying. And then the Michael, 
the archangel Michael turns up and says, uh, your prayer was heard, but I was, I was held up uh, by the prince of Persia, a spiritual being. But the prayer of Daniel succeeded, even though it took a while. That, that's how he won over this particular battle. You know, when the Lord Jesus was conducting his earthly ministry, he was constantly pursued and dogged and argued uh, with by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the lawyers. Uh, all these people were trying to deflect, discourage, dissuade Jesus from going to the cross. They didn't know that's where he was going, but they just tried, tried to ruin his ministry. And yet we see Jesus constantly praying, seeking the face of God, determining what his next step was. There's, there's lots of instances. As you read through the Gospels, you'll see Jesus was a man of prayer. Even though he was God the Son, the eternal, eternal God himself, he still as a man had to pray. Beloved, what are the battles you're facing and how are you trying to work them out? What are you doing to win your battles? So point one is the will of God must be clear and we must be willing to let the will of God be done, whatever the case. The second point we see here uh, in the four verses from 10 through 13 is that perseverance and intercession will always win the day. It says here from verse 10 on, Joshua fought the Amalekites just as Moses had directed. Moses, Aaron, his brother and her, one of the elders, they went to the top of the hill and while Aaron, uh, Moses was holding up his hands, the Israelites under Joshua were winning. Whenever his hands got tied or he lowered them, the Amalekites started to winning. It was this battle was seesawing across the valley. But fortunately, Moses had, had, had known to take intercessors with him. So whenever his hands grew tired, Aaron and her, uh, they put a stone under him and he sat on it and they held up his hands. One on one side, one on the other, it says. So his hands were made steady all through the day until sunset. And then Joshua overcame the Amalekites. The King James Bible says he mowed them down with the sword. Battles get won through perseverance and intercession. It's a wonderful, such a simple picture for you and I to grasp hold of. There's an earthly struggle, but it's a spiritual war going on in the background. And the victory comes in persevering. And the defeat every time is in, when we're prayerless. We just don't pray. We think, oh, I'll, I'll talk. I'll, I'll try to talk my way out of this or I'll, I'll use whatever resource I can think of. And we use prayer as a last resort. Prayer must be our first resort. But we need to recognize that every battle is a spiritual one. And intercession will always prevail over whatever forces are used against us. We have to pray under perseverance. But the earthly struggle, whatever you're facing, will be accomplished through the spiritual. Isn't that wonderful? Now, it's great that uh, Joshua was involved here. He was sort of Moses' uh, apprentice. And we look back through the book of Exodus and we see that uh, when they built the tabernacle, whenever Moses went in there to pray, Joshua went with him. Joshua learnt through this experience and through others 
that prayer was the most vital thing he could do because he was going to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And as we read through the book of Joshua, we discover that he, he was successful virtually every time except for two cases. One was uh, the sin of Achan where there was hidden sin in the camp and they hadn't prayed before the battle. They attacked the town of Ai, but they were defeated. And the second time was when in the uh, situation with the Gibeonites, when they used to seat uh, and they had all their mouldy clothes and mouldy food uh, and Joshua didn't realise they were people he was supposed to destroy. So he was so successful. Another illustration we've got to bear in mind was in the book of 1 Samuel. Uh, uh, this is before Samuel uh, became a prophet. He was only a young a child. Uh, Eli was the, was the priest. And the army of uh, Israel went out to fight the Philistines and they sent the ark with them. This is faulty thinking. They thought if we can just send the ark along, uh, that'll win the battle. But the Philistines not only beat them uh, and wiped out the army, they captured the ark as well. The, the ark is the presence of God. And the ark represents that in the Old Testament. But the presence of God is in you and I. But we're talking about the power of prayer here. So if we're going to fight a battle, it's not uh, the ark that we need with us. It's the power of prayer. So we know we're going to face a struggle tomorrow. We'd better be in prayer tonight for it, for us. And we, we'd better ask some friends to help us and pray through the struggle. Years and years ago, uh, my dear wife was facing uh, a medical situation and we didn't pray. Or rather, we didn't tell anyone about it. We, we may have prayed a little bit, but uh, things didn't look very good after a while and, and we ended up asking for prayer and people all over Queensland were praying for it. And years later, people would come up and say, how's your wife doing these days? And everything was fine. Intercession won the day. And brothers and sisters, intercession and perseverance will win the day for you. Don't go into battle just thinking, I'm going to use whatever resources I've got. The greatest resource you've got is prayer. So we're talking about how to win our battles. And we looked at the will of God must be clear and we must be determined to do God's will, whatever it is. That must be our, our deep felt belief. I want the will of God no matter what. And secondly, in the battle, we must understand that the perseverance and intercession alone will win the day. And finally, the third thing we must understand is this war is ongoing. It doesn't end. God says to Moses, write down on a scroll what's been happening today. God is actually reviewing the encounter. And he tells Moses to record these principles for that leaders will follow, and particularly Joshua will follow. Because as I've said, he's going to need this in future battles he will face. Because our force of arms is never enough. There must be power that we call down uh, from heaven above through our persistent intercession. Finally, the principle is stated uh, in this flag. Moses uh, built an altar and he called it, The Lord is my banner, uh, like a symbolic flag, flag uh, or a banner. Um, he is our flag. God's enemies will need to be faced uh, by every generation of believers is the final thing here. 
because it says here, the Israelites will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. They keep popping up all through the Old Testament, the Amalekites. Israel never quite got rid of them. And brothers and sisters, when we win a battle, like Joshua did, and we recognise it was the power of prayer that did it, we have to realise that the battles, that was just a battle. The war's not over. The war will go on and on and on till the very day we die. Because we have an implacable enemy. The Amalekites were bad enough, but we have an implacable enemy, the devil. And he will persecute you and pursue you if you are a servant of the living God. He'll leave you alone if you're not, because you're you're no threat to him. And sometimes I think it's the Christians who have an easy life. Uh, they do so because they're not, they're not causing any damage to the enemy. They're not, they're not winning souls in the battle. They're not overcoming uh, enemies by the power of prayer. They're just going through life happily without doing anything for the Lord. But God's servants who intercede and pray, they're going to be called upon every day to intercede on behalf of other people. And by the way, an illustration of the fact that this war goes on and on is found in Luke's account of the temptation of Christ in the desert. Luke 4.13 says, And when the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. In other words, the devil was coming back. He didn't give up. He just lost that battle in the desert when Jesus said, It is written and refused to be tempted by him. The devil never gives up on you and me. Dear ones, what have you learned from the dragon wars, the wars you've been fighting over the years since you gave your life to Christ and Jesus became your Lord and King? And what are you learning from this passage? I've read this passage (laughs) dozens and dozens of times over the years. And uh, every time I read it, I'm, I'm impressed by how simple it is. The enemy came. Moses went to the top of the hill. He took people with him to to help him pray. Uh, Joshua faced the enemy uh, on the field. Uh, Moses lifted his hands and prayed to heaven. And God answered his prayer. The enemy was defeated through intercession and perseverance. But the enemy did not end the war. They keep coming back time and time again. The Christian life is a series of battles. And we don't have to be afraid of the, of the struggles we face. You may have faced a struggle yesterday, you may have one today, and you may have another one tomorrow. You can be sure, though, when we pray and we ask others to pray for us, uh, we have the power of God through us. It's not by might nor by power, but my spirit, says the Lord. We win battles through the, the authority and power of the Spirit of God who is in us. Let's remember that. Joshua was to write this down to bear this in mind. I hope you'll take note of this now and never forget. I'm in a battle. I'm in a war. I need to pray. And God will bless you. Amen.